Welcome to City Girls Who Talk, a podcast dedicated to the subject of loneliness, health, and the unique challenges faced by urban professional women. I'm your host, Miriam, and today we're talking about something that a lot of us think about, our relationship with our bodies. As the new year, new body, new you messages continue to pour in, I decided to bring in Deanna Bedoya, who will offer some perspective on how we relate to this beautiful body of ours. Deanna Bedoya is a senior lecturer at Simon Fraser University in the Department of Biomedical Physiology and Kinesiology. In her role, she's taught tens of thousands of students in the city about how their bodies look and work. She's an amazing lecturer, and I know this firsthand. (laughs) Welcome, Deanna. Thanks so much, Mary. I'm super excited to be here. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you for the first time ever. (laughs) Disclaimer, we have known each other for many years. Yeah, you're one of my favorite people for sure. It's an honor to know you. (laughs) You're one of my favorite people. I love you. You're awesome. I love you. Uh, Let's get right into it. Your favorite topic. Yeah. You're an expert. I come to you for all my questions. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) What are our bodies supposed to do for us? Yeah, great question. So I guess from like an anatomical, physiological perspective, our bodies are supposed to keep us alive at the Mm -hmm. very minimum. They're supposed to like, (laughs) your body's main function is to like help support you in your experience with this life. So it needs to move you around. It needs to have your heart beating so you can shuttle blood around and you can deliver nutrients and you can send electrical signals so you can think. It does all the things that allow you to be a human. Mm -hmm. I would also argue that your your body is this gift, if you'll allow me, that (laughs) allows us to have this experience in this world. Like we can't do this without our bodies and our bodies are here to support our experience in this life. And if we take care of them, then they can help take care of us and they can ideally help us just like be more happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and enjoy our lives more. So there's like the like basic keep you alive functions and help you do the things you need to do functions. But I also I like to think of my body as like a companion in this world Mm -hmm. that allows me to do allows me to have relationships, allows me to have fun, allows me to like travel and do the do the cool things in this world. I love that. Yeah. What has your body relationship been like? Uh, <laughs> depends, uh, on the stage of my life. And I think I probably never thought about my body and like what it was, um, until I was maybe 10 and I, uh, went to South America where my family's from and came back being showered with love in the form of like sugary <laughs> types foods. of foods and, and, you know, beverages. And I came back to Canada significantly larger. And then it felt like my body was now this thing. It had never been a thing, but now it's a thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's a thing that everyone was focused on. Everyone was was talking about and that all the messages I got, and this was, this was the nineties. So this is like peak diet culture, right? So eight, sorry, eighties, nineties, like eighties moving to nineties, peak diet culture. My mom was heavily into diet culture too. All the messages around me were like, you're fat, you're fat and you're ugly. And (laughs) that was really hard for me. And so it felt like I was always in this For a lot of time, for into my teenage years and into my 20s too, it felt like this very like adversarial relationship with my body. Because as much as I tried to diet or work out a lot, it it never looked the way that I I thought it was supposed to look, which is often based on like outside perspectives on your body. I think the, the, the big turnaround for me and my relationship with my body um, happened about five years ago. Like I've always been like trying to work on body image and like 
be healthy and whatever else. Um, but about five years ago, I had, uh, I've actually talked about this, but I had like um, a miscarriage one year. And then the next year, really around the same time, I had another one. And I was pissed. I was like pissed. I was sad, obviously, but sometimes sad shows up as pissed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a way to deal with that sadness. And I like, I didn't know what to do. And all my usual mental health tricks didn't work either. And so I like consulted with someone who's like a reproductive, women's reproductive health expert. And we did all these activities and I was like, that's not working. That's not working. But the one she did that really changed things for me is she's like, okay, I want you to imagine that you're sitting at a table, you're sitting on one side of the table and your body's sitting across from you. I was like, okay. She's like, what do you want to say to your body? And then like, (laughs) you know, the tears (laughs) almost started instantly because there was so much built up over the years. And she's like, you can say whatever you want. I'm kind of like even shaking a little bit. Yeah. What do you want to say to your body? Yeah. And at the time I was like, part of my life, like F you, like you've never done what I've told you to do. I've like tried all these things that I'm supposed to do for you to look the way you're supposed to look. And you've never done that. And this time I did everything right. I I rested, I ate well, I did all the things. And all you had to do was like, you know, make this happen. And you didn't do it again. The thing I want needed from you didn't give it to me again. And, (laughs) and then she's like, okay, she's like, take a breath, take a second. And she was like, okay, well, what does your body want to say to you? Whoa. Whoa, right? <laughs> uh, and it was something, I just had never been asked that. I never thought about that before. And what came out instantly was like, you never listen to me. You never think about what I need. It's always about you and what you think that I should look at. But I've been like sending you feedback throughout your entire life and asking you for care through your entire life. And you've completely dismissed my experience as well. So I'm not going to tell you that everything changed instantly. Yeah. But it was the first time that like, it really clicked for me that I'm in a relationship with my body that I'm like, it's not just like what I want, what my mind wants, but like my body wants things too. And my body wants to be in relationship with me as well. Mm-hmm. And I have to actually not just force it to be something that it can never be. You know how we're in relationships sometimes and yeah. we're like, yeah, yeah, we like all this, these things about you, but can you just change? <laughs> like, I love you, but can exactly. you change all these things you about go. you? Yeah. yeah. That's, Does any of that resonate? So, so powerful. <laughs> I mean, I think to ask those questions, like, what do you want to say to your body and what does your body want to say to you? Totally. It, it can be really revealing. Totally. And, and I think what it showed me is that I know this word gets thrown around a lot, but I feel like I was gaslighting my body for so long. It would tell me I'm hungry. It would tell me I'm tired. It would tell me that's too much, right? It, was t- it would tell me like eat something healthy <laughs> or go move. And I'd be like, shut up, body. You don't know what you need. Yeah. <laughs> I know what's better for you. I definitely relate. I think the when I'm tired, I'm able to talk my body out of being tired. And that may seem like it works, but it comes out in other ways. Totally. And like burnout is a really big issue because yeah. a lot of people who have burnout actually continue to function. We don't listen. I mean, burnout is salient and, you know, you can have disease after yeah. or whatever. It shows up in other ways, but uh, I do tend to do that with my body. So 
I'm going to be more aware of that. <laughs> we're, we're taught it's okay. Yeah. We're taught it's like, suck it up. Like, you, yeah. can, you can keep doing this. Like, put your big girl pants on, you know, and like, keep going. But we also take, like, we assume our body is going to stay the way it is until a certain age. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that visually when we see the body change, that's when maybe we need to think about how to take care of it better mm-hmm. or to have maybe appreciated it more when it was working better. But I think the awareness around like knowing how to take care of the body from an early age, it can be really life-changing for people, especially as they get older and there's more health concerns. You know, do you want to live well into your 80s or do you want to struggle from the time you're 60 to 80? I mean, what kind of quality of life are we going to have? And so I think from that perspective, we need to have a healthier relationship with our body starting from a really young age, like, you know, 10 years old, like you said, because that's when you're more aware of that you're physically taking up space mm. in this, you know, vessel yeah. and that it needs attention. Yeah. We're not, good attention. Yeah. I just don't think we're very good at giving it to it or like listening to it. You asked me earlier, like, what's your body's role? Well, one of the things our body does is like it gives us feedback all the freaking time. We're just kind of talking about this too. And we just don't listen to it. <laughs> and it's obvious and it shows up even in our relationships. We're not taking care of our body. We're tired. You know, we haven't eaten and like we're jerks. Yeah. You know, it's it like, affects our mental health. It affects our like relationships. I tell you what to do. I tell you what to do. You don't <laughs> tell me what to do. Just yeah. suck it up. You know, but what if we started to actually think about what our body needs in this moment and that like it's a relationship. And if this it's like if your personal relationships are good, everything else, I'm not saying everything else is always good, but it helps everything else be good. Yeah. And this is like the most intimate relationship we're ever going to have in this world is with our body. There's no one else that's with us for as long as this body. So a question to ask yourself is like, is it going to be an adversarial relationship for the rest of your life? Or are we going to get along? Are we going to get along? Yeah. Get along perfectly exactly. well. <laughs> are we going to get along and are we going to have a good time? Yeah. Like, can we use this body to have a good I, time? I like your reference as it's a companion. It's a companion, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm coming along with you. Let's like, where are we we traveling to next, body? (laughs) What (laughs) What are we we going to do today? What are we going to do today? I know. We're going to eat today. Ooh, fun. (laughs) And can we eat something that tastes good and is fun, but also like helps our body feel good afterwards? Yeah. So we can keep having fun that night. So I can still love my body, even though I just had a chicken strip. You can absolutely love your body and and eat chicken strips. (laughs) We had fun. We had fun. But also, I think that's a great question because it's like, how did you feel afterwards? How did your body feel afterwards? And I think that's always a conversation is like your mind, our mind is constantly stimulated. We're talking about food. Our mind is constantly stimulated by all the like cues to eat around us all the time, you know? And sometimes our mind and our body doesn't, let's say our body doesn't want that, but our mind's like, yeah, let's get that cinnamon bun. Let's eat that thing. Sometimes your mind's going to win and that's cool. But how does your body feel afterwards? Mm-hmm. And if it feels satiated, feels good, feels full, you've no digestion issues, you like feel good for the, well, that's great. Good thing you ate a chicken strip. But if you don't feel so good, no shame. But like, can we use that feedback for the next time? Yeah. Find something else though. Yeah. It will make you feel good. Totally. And you can cheat. And, and it's like, it's okay. okay. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like a relationship. Like one, someone has to win like, yeah. we can't let the same person win every time. Yeah. And I think our mind always wins. Can we let our body get some wins in there too? For sure. How do you think your relationship with your body impacts your overall sense of happiness? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't love your body, are you just 
you know, are you just going to not be as happy? Is it going to be hard to, for you to have relationships with others? How do you show up in the world? Yeah, I think like the research shows that individuals that have like body image issues or body dysmorphia, they're more likely to have confidence issues and self-esteem issues. That doesn't mean it's always the case, but that's, they're often things that go hand in hand. Um, I think that, I think that's why, I think when a lot of people want to lose weight, it's like, do you really want to lose weight just to lose weight? Or are you want to lose weight because of what you think it's going to give you? And are you want to lose weight because you think it's going to give you relationships or self-esteem or confidence is something that keeps coming up with a lot of people. And so can you still eat well and exercise, yeah. take care of your body, but also like you can't do anything today that's going to change this body. Like um, other than it's surgery, long term. other than surgery, yeah. there's nothing you can do today that's going to change your body immediately. Right. So you can still choose every day to be like, I'm going to do the steps that maybe take care of you. Or if you want to lose weight, sure, that, that lead to a change in body weight. But I still love you in that process. I think that that's, I still struggle with that, I'll be honest. But I'd love to see those not be like mutually exclusive. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Are you, um, what are your thoughts on fats, like weight loss fats? Like Ozempi, <laughs> can you have an issue with weight, be taking or on Ozempic and still feel positive about your body? Uh, sure. Yeah. Good question. Everyone's talking about Ozempic these <laughs> days, right? Um, I wouldn't call it a fad. It's um, the, the great thing about medications like obesity, like I teach a course on obesity and weight management and obesity, we frame it as a disease. Depends on who you talk to. Not everyone frames it as a disease. In the class I teach, we frame it that way. And everyone thinks diet and exercise is like the way to fix it. Yeah. Just like the way to fix diabetes. And to be honest, the dirty truth no one wants to talk about is that most with obese, with individuals with obesity, most diet and exercise interventions, they only promote so much weight loss and they only work for so many people. And obesity does change the body in a way that promotes certain diseases. And for most people with obesity, depends. But for a lot of people with obesity, especially if they don't have a lot of muscle mass, changing the relationship with food and changing the relationship with physical activity to moderate it can change your body weight, but only so much. Yeah. It's, it's good for mental health. It's good for a lot of other things, but it can only do so much. They estimate like five to 10% for like most people is how much. It's effective. At the population level. So food and exercise. exercise at the population level Whoa. only leads <laughs> typically to like a five to 10% decrease. And we know people are suffering a lot more from uh, obesity exactly. than that. And there's individuals that are at higher weights, much higher weights than that, that yeah. were like that my, that definitely, and I should actually back that up by saying that as little as a 5%, actually as little as a 2.5% reduction percent reduction in body weight, not even body fat percentage, but body weight can promote significant improvements in a bunch of like, like um, comorbidities, like, um, like issues. Yeah. Like it can reduce um, risk of, of diabetes. It can reduce risk or like of diabetes getting worse. Like a small weight reduction in someone with obesity can make a big difference. Big difference. So like, I'm, but it might not be enough because enough. they're probably, you know, uh, susceptible to way more than just a few things. hundred percent. So sorry, long winded yeah, no. <laughs> to come back around to say that Ozempic and bariatric surgery yeah. bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. So for some people, weight loss surgery can lead up to like 20% weight loss. Yeah. Ozempic and those types of drugs, amaglutide e-drugs, 
what they do is they, the main way they work is they change our perception of how hungry we feel, mm-hmm. right? And that's what the majority of individuals with obesity struggle with, is having these higher levels of like a desire to go and get food for multiple reasons, but because of, in this case, a signaling molecule. Ozempic does work for some people and it can completely change their lives. And there are side effects, but for some people they're completely manageable. And there has been like cardio, cardiovascular data that suggests that like the improvements in health are worth it. Worth it. Yeah. So then your question, which again, took me a while to get back to was like, can you still have a good relationship with your body and be on this drug? Why not? Yeah. Can you, I think you could apply that to anything. Can you have a good relationship with your body and exercise and <laughs> do extreme sports? Yeah. You know, I think, I think it's a choice that we can try to make every day to do. And even if you want to change your body, can you still just like love it? It's like you have kids, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you don't like everything your kids do from day to day, but you love them. Yes. Unconditionally. So I'm not always like what my body looks like. But can I love it unconditionally? But I feel like the love we have for our body is often very conditional. It is. I'm practicing in my gratitude journaling sort of habit now. I I do thank my body every day. Good. Yes. Because I'm like, if I don't actually, if I'm not grateful for it, you know, it's like, you know, that's where it kind of begins, right? Totally. Have you noticed a difference since doing that? Yeah. Cool. I think what it's done is it's made me realize like more that my body just needs to be healthy and functioning rather than it needs to look good and fit into something. And and maybe that's the biggest change. I I wonder if, do you think, like we're both from other cultures, like non-Canadian cultures, do you think like your cultural background has had any influence on your own relationship with your body? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think uh, I'm Iranian. Yeah. We love, we love people to look good, (laughs) dress nice. Uh, You know, we're very into the aesthetic of things. It's probably a cultural thing, but um, I think that that pressure that it always has to look good in the clothes you wear, in the places you go, you have to show up a certain way. It it does affect how you see your body. Totally. And I think, well, like I'm from a Latin, like South American culture, right? So it's, it's expected. It's expected. Like that's like, especially in Colombia, from what I've noticed, like all the, all the conversations are around how, how people look. Like the last few times I was there, that was yeah. the, the messaging. And it, I think one of the things we need to do, which is why it's beautiful that you're doing this gratitude journal, is like take other people out, out, of, the picture. out of the picture. Yeah. Because they're the ones taking us away from ourselves, right? They're telling us what we're supposed to look like or be or do really or how to feel about or it. how to feel yeah. about it and then like we're just constantly giving them the power mm-hmm. if we keep listening to that but it but I say that and it's hard when like all the messages are like oh this person gained weight this person lose, lost weight or this person looks really good or this person looks really bad and I'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's a lot of like also the external right like how much of it is really within us and how much of it is just being forced upon us, right? And, you know, whether it's the food industry or even just pop culture, it's like, can't really get away too far from that. But at the same time, I think like if you're going to change, it's going to start from inside. Yeah. And I think it's a daily practice. And I think it's, I think it's like anything, it's an awareness because I think it's sometimes we don't, we don't notice how much we're like bombarded with these messages. And you like named a bunch of them. Yeah. Of like the, the, I mean, the yeah. origins of these messages, you know, and they're like, they never end. Still happening. You know, it's, it's still happening. And I think we're making a, ch- a change. I think there's like, it's great that we're talking about like celebrating different body sizes, celebrating different body shapes, yeah. you know, instead of, I think what we both grew up with, which was like, I don't know, I had a very like, 
white European, blonde hair, blue eyes, skinny, not too tall image of what like a perfect woman was supposed to look like, you know, and I'm, I'm so happy and there's nothing wrong with that. That's beautiful too. But like, I'm glad we're seeing just different representation because I think we need to see that. It's getting a lot better. Totally. I mean, the nineties were terrible. Oh my God. I was born in the eighties, but the (laughs) nineties were pretty bad. And then the early two thousands were, you know, starting to like show a bit of change. Totally. More open-mindedness about what people should look like. 2010s. <laughs> it's, it's not getting, bad. It's, it's not, getting it, better. It's getting better. But like, like we're both. But there's more eyeballs. There's more eyeballs on people's bodies on social media than ever before. Like point. you used to just see somebody on TV. Now you see that person in all these situations yeah. at all, you know, like, and then you're witnessing it, you know, and it's just all about how, which angle, how do they look? What are they wearing? Yep. And um, sadly, we're still not there. But. And I think that, like, that's, again, the awareness. Yeah. And, like, also, like, social media awareness, which I need to remind myself of, is that there's an algorithm that's been tailored to me. Yeah. Based on what I look like. And it's going to keep feeding me similar images. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have some power there (laughs) to turn that off, which is, you know, we're all a little addicted to our phones these days, let's be honest. But like, I think we need to also be discerning. What do you do daily to take care of your body and show (laughs) it the love it deserves? Well, I think it like goes back to what I said before that like feedback is important because it depends what my body needs that day. Yeah. So (laughs) I guess a good thing to come out of diet culture is that I did like exercise maybe more than I should have for a long time. And and through that, I actually developed a love for exercise. So that's not a plug for diet culture, (laughs) excessive exercise. Exercise is good. But that speaks to just how amazing exercise can potentially make you feel. And, And the word exercise, it doesn't have to be exercise. Like what you do with these women, bringing people out every week so they can like socialize, talk about their lives and like build this community while moving their bodies, right? Where they're not even, I don't think most people are thinking they're doing exercise, yeah. right? It's more activity <laughs> than anything else. Yeah. Like, so I think things like those are great, but they're not for everyone, but they're for like, I don't know, I've been on some of your walks and like it brings out the most phenomenal kind of people, Yeah. right? But then when it comes to movement, it's about finding what works for you. So for me, I like... I like high intensity oh, exercise. You're, you're a like, beast I in like, the gym. I, I like my I'm Peloton. Like, you're like, let's go to the gym. I'm like, I'd rather work out alone. <laughs> but but that works for me. I know it does. Yeah. I mean, there's no pressure. It's just yeah. like everyone likes a different flow in the gym. Like, I like mine slow and steady. Totally. And but a- I like doing it every day. And some yeah, people don't want to awesome. do it every day. But I like it like minimal, but I like it every day. And I think that's where things are moving. Yeah. I think, again, the outside messages are like, you know, how you're just constantly getting like, if you're doing this, you're doing it wrong. Or you haven't heard this new way of doing this thing. Yeah. So you're doing it wrong. And I'm like, oh, can we just get past that kind of marketing? And like, can we do the kinds of, well, there's less money in the kind of marketing that's like how to find your own autonomy mm-hmm. and like freedom and enjoyment in movement and in food too. Yeah. Like, but know <laughs> what you hear from like the fitness and diet world is like, this is the thing you need to follow if you want to X, Y, Z. Yeah. Right. But like what you do is different than what I do. And yeah. what you do brings you so much joy. And luckily also a bunch of other people joy. And then what I do, well, it just brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it brings other people joy too. <laughs> I won't name that person. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, we did go there. We went there. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, you know, one of the things I realized is that your body's there for you to have fun yeah. and amazing life experiences. So you, the sooner you feel good about it, no matter what it looks like or what, you know, you think about it, like you, it really starts with you. And then you can shape the experiences you have yes. from there forward like from that point on right so it really is like the way to just enjoy yourself yeah like do we want to look back yeah do we want to get to like 80 90 years old and be like wow that was such a fun time but I couldn't enjoy it because I was so concerned about how I know. I you look at your pictures, you're like, I look good. I look so I good. I should have gone out more. I can't believe I should have stepped on a stage more. Oh my gosh. I had a beautiful figure. Yeah. I had a beautiful aura. I had a whatever, right? And then we always think that way. We think that we, like We're in the moment. No. So like, <laughs> I've like thinking of my future self and her looking back on my life and being like, I don't want my issues with my body, which I'm working on. They don't just go away from day to day. I don't want to let them stop me from like, this beautiful existence full of like amazing people. Amazing people. Good travel. Yes. If, if you want. Good food. Good food. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and all the other stuff that comes with this life. So yeah. the body's here to help us enjoy that life. So can we like take care of it so we can do that? Amazing. I could talk to you forever. Know, right? <laughs> Where do people find you? Uh, so if you're an SFU student and you take one of my nutrition classes or I, my obesity or weight management class, but I also have all my videos on YouTube. So you can just look up Deanna, spelt Diana, uh, Bedoya, bed O-Y-A, uh, on YouTube. And you can find my videos there, but I also have like regular, like non-student videos, like where I talk less science <laughs> and make sense of the science, um, on YouTube as well. So you can also Amazing. find my website, dianabedoya.com, dianabedoya.com and sign up for my newsletter. So when I do um, my next group program, um, I can let you know all about it. That would be amazing. We'll put the links in our post. Awesome. And I definitely recommend uh, tuning into Deanna's um, YouTube channel because it really is a lot about the tips and how do you how do you put things into practice. Yeah. And I really like those two questions. What would you say to your body yeah. and what is your body trying to tell you? Uh -huh. So I think the takeaway today would be to do that. Yeah. We need to do that regularly. Take a second and like who's making all the decisions in this relationship and is that fair? It's true. There yeah. you go. So fun having you here. <laughs> You're awesome. I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> You'll come back again. Oh, I might get back. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to City Girls Who Talk. Walk with us as we embark on our mission to make the city a little less lonely and empower women to live and feel better one episode at a time.